0: Hey friends, welcome to the Intuitive Mother podcast, the podcast created to help you awaken, heal, and connect to your truth and your desires as you journey home to you in the midst of motherhood. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach, and Reiki healer, creator of The Awoken Woman, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat, just as if we are on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth on all things motherhood and womanhood to guide your journey home with a friendly and healing vibe. Our time is now, let's go. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Mother Podcast. It is the end of September as this episode goes live for all of you to hear. And I want to first off apologize for a lapse of time that I did not show up. And as I apologize, I want to also share with you where I've been the past couple of weeks why there haven't been new episodes coming out weekly and just thought this week was the perfect time to come back to share that part of my heart and to hopefully touch yours and to make an lasting impact on how you mother your daughters, how you show up as a mother to daughters and all the good things. With being a mom to girls. So. To start it off. I'm going to share with you. That the past five weeks have been. Really. Really hard. I have spent. More times in tears. Than I. Can ever have imagined. I would have. Our oldest started her senior year, and our youngest started her freshman year. She chose to attend a local charter arts for performing arts students, and it has been really, really hard. On top of the fact that she's okay, and school is going well for her academically, what has come to the forefront is how much emotionally she struggles on a daily basis at school and how hard this transition back to school after the pandemic, which we all know isn't really over, but being kept at home and doing online virtual school and not interacting with your peers, that part is over and they're back face to face. And for the girl who was met with mean girls and manipulation from the third grade on up, being back in school has been terribly hard on her soul. In addition, both of my daughters are super sensitive. They feel hard, they love big, and Honestly, they expect the same in return. And let's be honest, they're not met with that. So the past five weeks have been hard because as I was on an emotional roller coaster about my oldest starting kindergarten. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's so crazy because of course she's not starting kindergarten. As I was on the emotional roller coaster of her starting her senior year, and in my heart wanting it to be her kindergarten year, right? I was met immediately on the first day of school at the end of August with my youngest texting me that this was really hard, that she was crying in various classes throughout the day to a point where, thank God for the pandemic masks, because it was concealing her tears that were rolling into her mask every day. And everything for me went to a screeching halt. That is for another time and place, that story, because as a side note, I recognize my boundaries were soft. My um, control and fixer personality was on high alert. But it didn't matter. This was my little girl, the one who, as I record this, happens to turn 15 tomorrow, and can I just say I'm fucking sick of her having to deal with the aftermath of a brutal elementary school experience with girls, and I'm exhausted from it, and this episode is going to focus on what happens when we allow our daughters to be mean and manipulative bitches and how that plays into the life of the child that it impacted the most and their family. So yes, it's been a hard five weeks. She is maybe having the best week so far as I record this, but you know what? There's wood right next to me and I'm willing to knock on it because every time I feel like we're getting somewhere and she's adjusting, it comes back at me. And let me remind you, there is nothing one of these other kids at this new school has done to hurt her. No words that have been nasty or exchanged. All it comes down to is that she feels different, alone, exhausted from doing this, and me too. So this episode goes out to all the moms who stand next to, behind, and... Sometimes in front of, as we lead them into the waters that we are uncertain of ourselves, to our daughters who have been impacted by bullying. But this isn't the bullying where people see the bruises. This is the bullying that's hidden. It's the mean and manipulative bullying that creates unseen scars That only those of us closer to them can see. Okay, so that's where I've been. I've been holding it together for our family, for my daughter. I've been on constant alert and availability to respond to her to get her through the day. I have been slacking at showing up here to record for you as myself because quite frankly at the end of the day or in the middle of the day when my text might be going off or when I'm trying to give her extra time of love and support I'm exhausted and I can't even imagine what I would talk about and so while we are still in the midst of our 52-week countdown to college we are also in the midst of back to school After 17 months home with the pandemic, and our youngest is struggling, and we're exhausted. And while I have a few tips for this exhaustion for any other moms who might be feeling this on your end of holding it together for your family, for your daughter struggling... What I want to speak to now is this silent epidemic that I think is just wrecking havoc on our girls. Let me ask you this. Why is it that it's only a certain percentage of women that I've met in my adult life who actually have moved on past high school, who are willing to take responsibility for their own child, you know, being the bully, or who are not into drama and gossip, because I'm tired of that shit. And I frankly feel like I thought I knew more women that were tired of that shit than were willing to continue participating. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was ready to leave high school when I was a junior. And I sure as hell was ready to leave the personalities of high school. I went back to my 20th class reunion after being at the 10th and the 15th and thinking, well, sooner or later, these people will change. And while there were still certain friendly individuals, overall, come on, like we've not grown up enough that we can all interact. So these manipulative mean girl personalities apparently last through adulthood for some people. And right now, I'm just thanking the universe for sending me women who I didn't know in high school, who are not wrapped up in how much money they make, what they appear to look like, who they are, what they've accomplished, but the good hearts inside of them. And so that gives me hope that my daughters will meet women with good hearts inside of them as they grow through college and their twenties and thirties and forties. But what I have found is that the majority of my experience with moms in the elementary school age was that we didn't move past that. We were still stuck in high school. We were still stuck in not owning our own responsibilities We were still turning a blind eye to things that were wrong. And so now we've passed that down to our daughters and we continue to do so. And that's what happened to my daughter when she was in third grade. And if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that she has suffered from disordered eating, body dysmorphia, anxiety, depression, And while there are a lot of individuals that are struggling even more than her, it doesn't negate the fact that she's struggling and that she's had to fight to look in the mirror and like what she sees, but I would bet you she still doesn't love what she sees. And it's the reason she shows up at school every day and is literally afraid to step out of her comfort zone and talk to other girls because she doesn't trust them. And it all boils back to being a nine-year-old in third grade who had one girl tell her she shouldn't be wearing a certain shirt because her belly was too fat. And another girl turned the whole class of girls against her. To this day, we don't know why. If you went to a teacher, if you went to a coach, if you went to the principal, oh, she's a great kid, our daughter, you know, she's a great kid, da, 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 da. You know, we can't imagine that anybody wouldn't like her. And then the minute we would share like, well, this is what's happening. Oh, well, she's also a great kid, and we can't imagine that's happening. and yeah, you know, it just everything got shoved under the rug. And I'm tired of it. And what I'm tired of is that I have now seen the aftermath of that happening at nine years old and how it plays into the life of a 14, 15 year old. And it sucks. And it wraps us all in as parents over and over and over and over again. Every time they try to make a new friend, every time it's a new class, every time it's a new school, it will haunt them because we're not doing good enough as moms, We're not doing good enough as a society. We're still allowing girls to pin each other against each other like little bitches. And I'm done. I'm done. So what I've come down to is that if your daughter wears her heart on her sleeve and she wants to give the benefit of the doubt and she cares about people who are her friends or even are not her friends, but she cares about them because of the kindness in her heart, she is, in this society, going to come in last, unless we decide, as moms, to make a change about this. Unless we decide to step in. And when it has come to your attention that your daughter is one that may have been doing the hidden manipulation, we stand up and we talk to them, as moms, and say, you know, what's going on and how this is inappropriate, and how about we just set the standards within our own relationship and within our own societal dynamics of that elementary school or middle school or high school, and we no longer talk about each other behind our, their backs. This goes so much deeper than the nine-year-old being manipulative because the nine-year-old has to learn it from someone, right? And guess what? She's learning it from you. She's learning everything she knows from you. You and your friends sitting around talking smack about some other mom of the class You and your sister, you and your mom, you, whatever, she's listening. And here's the really sad thought, is that as she's listening to you talk smack about everybody else, she's also noticing that you don't hear and see her in what she is saying. And I believe this is an epidemic that goes in both directions. So we can either have a daughter that's acting out and being manipulative and mean to other classmates because they're not being seen and heard at home or we can have our daughter come to us and say this is happening somebody kicked me somebody told me I had a fat belly somebody is telling all of my classmates not to talk to me and we can be too engrossed in our own life in social media in not looking down from the damn phone to even notice the hurt and pain in their eyes. And this, it's time for change. I don't personally want to see another little girl suffer from this. I've already heard from my sister that in third grade, again, here we are, third grade, we're talking about nine-year-olds, eight, nine, in that that age range, eight and nine-year-olds, pitting each other against one another. Because we're not willing to change ourselves. We're not willing to heal all of our past pains and look at them in the face and wake up to what your kids are bringing to you on a daily basis. To how neglected they feel when we don't look up from the phones and they don't feel seen and heard. It is heartbreaking It has been heartbreaking for myself to watch this, as my daughter has gone from 9 to 10 to 11 to 12 to 13 to 14 to now. She turns 15 tomorrow. When this goes out, it will have either been on her birthday or the day after. So for six years, she has had to wonder what these other girls think about her. And I guarantee you, she's wondering it because their mothers are talking about other women. Constantly. And it's exhausting and it's frustrating and it's heartbreaking. Is that really the example you want to set for your daughter? Really? And if it is, and you're listening to this and you're in my world, just stay away. Because we have no time, energy, or space for you to join our life and make it hell. Because that's what we're all doing. When we're not willing to give our kids the time and the attention that they need and they seek. And they want to be seen and heard and just felt loved and acknowledged by what they're saying. Then, if we're not willing to do that, this is the cycle that will continue. This podcast The Intuitive Mother, and it started as the Nurturing Your Nest podcast. It's all about breaking cycles. Patterns in your own life. Patterns that don't make sense, that are showing up in either your personal life, your marriage, your friendships, society, the relationship between you and your daughter. These are all chains to break, and it's up to you and me to break them. We're the moms that are now in our 30s, 40s, early 50s, we have the little girls interacting, the teenage girls interacting, and it's time for us to show up, stand up, and say, we will not watch them be manipulative. We will no longer watch it, and we will no longer demonstrate it. Fake out the window. Let's bring truth. Let's be real. Do you really like... How do you feel about yourself? Do you really like when you make fun of that other mom? I would love to have a group of you in front of me now and ask that question. How does that feel? How does it feel when you go to bed at night and you know that you've just sat around having glasses of wine with your friends, so-called friends, if you could see me now... I'm giving you air quotes, because let's be real. A few of you are going to bed feeling like shit for doing that. And the rest of you, you should be. Gossip, talking behind each other's backs. They're watching. Are you willing to change for them our little girls, to not have to endure this as they grow up. If you have ever experienced this on the end of the recipient of that little, the little girl is yours and she was the recipient, I know you would not be willing to continue this pattern. Like I said, it's heartbreaking. Do you know how many nights I cried myself to sleep worrying about her? She's almost 14, or 15. She'll turn 15 on September 29th. Do you know in her childbirth, I almost died myself. But for the past four weeks, multiple nights, I have found myself getting up and looking in her bedroom to make sure she's okay. You wouldn't continue this if you knew the heartbreak it could cause your little girl if she was on the receiving end of it. And so this is my question for you. What does it take for you to break the cycle of manipulation, mean girls, and create a more loving, kind, accepting, whole environment for our daughters to grow up? What does it take How many more suicides does it take? How many more girls cutting does it take? How many more eating disorders? Because you think that's not going to happen to your daughter? That's bullshit. Look in the mirror. It's just pure bullshit. Because she will do something... To relieve the pain. Drugs, sex, cutting. It's a cry for help. That entire generation of girls, all of our teenage girls, are a, they show signs of crying for help. We could even take this on a whole different level. If this wasn't about manipulation and bullying, we could be looking at the stress that they're undergoing during high school and middle school. Holy crap, when my oldest daughter was in middle school, we were like up sometimes at night until 11 o'clock doing homework, and she was so freaking stressed it was out of this world. But that's another story in another day, and another episode. This one is about when are we willing to look at the patterns of women in society... And breaking the pattern now. Being the mom who stands up and says, I'm done. I'm not going to continue the pattern of manipulation and mean girl. I'm no longer going to be the one that talks about other people behind their back. Are you willing to do that? Because I am. And quite frankly, I hope you are too. Because as the mom of the girl who was you know found herself in that manipulation and that environment that was mean i am living the heartbreaking experience of worrying about her of watching her try her hardest to move through these years and try to take brick by brick the wall down that she's built up around her heart Financially, this has impacted us emotionally, socially. Every, In every way, I could see that this has impacted us. It's exhausting for my husband and I. It's actually even created my older daughter at times to feel like... She needs to be there more for our younger daughter and not have friend, like not do stuff with her friends and feel bad. That's not fair. And this is all because we've created a society where girls are blind. Like we're turning a blind eye to girls manipulating and being mean to other girls. And I just think the time to stop is now. And I want to know who's on my side. I want to know what moms want to create The impact that we put our foot down and we say, this is it. We're done creating an ongoing chain link pattern of this. And if that's you, reach out to me. Because I want to know who's on this side of the track and how we're going to move forward. Okay? So that's tonight's episode. It's deep. It's powerful. It's coming from my heart straight up. This is off the cuff. This is from what I have experienced, what I am not willing to watch go on any longer. And personally, I think all of us moms should be on the same page about this one. So if you're willing to stop backstabbing, gossiping, and teaching your little girls that that's the same, that's okay to do, the same thing as what mom's doing, and not seeing her and not hearing her, not acknowledging what she needs from you, then You're not for me. And I'm not for you. But if you're willing, if there's even an inkling of you willing to wake up and see what we're doing to our daughters by continuing this pattern, then reach on out. Because we've got, I've got ideas. I have group ideas. I have a mission. This is, I'm done. Done watching this. Done watching it for myself. And thinking that there is space for us to not have any more heartbreak. I hope you have a wonderful week. I am so thankful for this podcast, this space to be able to share what's on my heart. And I hope that you know as you listen to it that my mission is to touch your heart with stories or inspiration or insight, my intuition as to how I mother or what I'm going through as a mother of teenage girls. It's always to help. Is my greatest goal in life has always been to help others. And when I look at my teenage daughters, I know that Little girls, teenage girls, they are worth it for us to do the work so that they can live more cohesively and we can stop just all the pain that has perpetuated for years. So I bring you today's story I wish for you a great week going forward. I hope you've had a great month of September. Your kiddos have had a great back to school. And I really do look forward to coming to you next week and chatting with you then. Until then, you can find me on Instagram at Angie Lynn Schaefer. Or you can check out my website at lynn. Actually, I'm sorry, at www.angieshafer.com and if you connect with me there you'll be able to connect to my Facebook group and so on and so forth Um, there's just a lot of various ways to connect I do have a support group coming out soon for like a sacred motherhood circle I have a program releasing soon and um, really let's just connect in all the ways so have a great week and I'll talk to you next one bye bye friends thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the intuitive mother podcast i am so deeply grateful for each and every one of you that has listened in whether it's your 50th episode or first episode you taking the time to share this sacred space with me means the world to me and warms my heart. I would love to hear from each and every one of you about what interviews you loved and what you want to hear more of. Drop me a line at angie at angieshafer.com. On my website, you can also learn more about the programs that I'm offering and the coaching and healings that are also available for each one of you as you journey home to your sacred self. I am thankful for you spending your time with me, and I cannot wait to share another episode with you next week. Have a great day.